Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is this is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk, and always, I guess, well, not always. I guess he's back from his little vacation. And I'm your co-host, Terry Jack. You there, Terry? I'm here, love. How you doing? Oh, good. Well, go and tell the listeners what you got when you went on. You went hunting, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know what that's about, don't you, love? <laughs> I know you're from Chicago, but I got some pictures of you. <laughs> I got some pictures of you out here in Wyoming with your, with your brown shoes on. Well, we won't talk about that. <laughs> Right, you know, and I tell everybody, hey, look what I, I got. I got. <laughs> Holding up an envelope. Never knew what I was doing. I was out there scared it all outdoors. <laughs> I'll never forget you asked me, you said, look, you said, Terry, do, do they eat watches? Because <laughs> <laughs> your watch was inside of them when you was cutting them open. And I'm like, do they eat watches? You're like, why? Look at that watch in there inside of them. <laughs> yeah, that was my watch that fell off my well, that was a good experience to go out, you know, and, and see that. Yeah, and we had it. Um, I love it. Everybody that goes out, uh, they enjoy it. Um, you know, hunting, being out, outdoors and stuff like that. I enjoy it. That's why I live here in Wyoming. I know, I know when you, uh, you set the picture of me over the envelope and I sit back here by Chicago to go, where the heck are you at? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what is that thing you holding up? <laughs> right. Well, since we talk about shooting something, let's talk about we might want to shoot these Dallas Cowboys. You know, yeah, I know. Me and you, and those you, 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 you let me talk, Terry, please. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I called you and texted you when they was playing. I know you want to talk about my Eagle, but I called and texted you while they were playing, and you was like, "Oh no!" I said, "Terry, it's over." No, it ain't. They, 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 you, you, I'm gonna call you at the end of the game. I can't get a hold of you. Come on, man. Yeah, you're right. What's you know, going on? You're right. You're not going to call me and gloat when my team loses, and I don't get a chance to gloat when your team loses, you know. I mean, quite frankly, we're in the same boat. I think the Cowboys are in a little bit worse boat because they're in self-destruction mode. The Eagles have a personnel issue, you know. With They're playing a bunch of young guys on the line. They can't protect Michael Vick, those things. The Cowboys self-destruct, and... The conscience of that whole organization needs to be shocked at this point because no, the, the guys there are underperforming. You know, the, the stars are underperforming. You got a quarterback 
who, granted, makes mistakes, going to throw some interceptions every now and again. He's good for that. But at the same time, he can throw over 400-some yards in a game and hit receivers, but you've got receivers running the wrong routes, you know, to, well, to compile well, his interceptions. Well, and, I mean, I, I, there's no excuse for it right now. Um, Des Bryant's been there two years. There, there really is no excuse for, you know, for them to be making those kind of self-destruction mistakes. you got the running back putting the ball on the ground, crucial times. Um, you know, it's, it's almost, they, they just seem to self-destruct. That's the only, only way I can put it. Well, let me ask you this thing. I know we joke about Cowboy Eagle, and I already conceded to say, you know what? The Eagles are just bad, you know? And I, and I, my point is to you, my question to you is, can we now say there's starting to be other teams in the league starting to pick it up? And the teams that on paper and what we as fans all like that expect should be winning that's not winning now, can we say those teams are starting? Because the Eagles are self-destruct. There's going to be change. There's got to be coaching change, quarterback, whatever. Cowboys, y'all keep holding on. You know, y'all got an owner that's running everything, but what is going to be the Cowboys change? The Eagles change is going to be coach and uh, Michael Vick not start. What's the Cowboys going to have to change? Well, you know, I don't know what the Cowboys have to change other than, I mean, what do you do when you have people underperforming? You know, you have superstars underperforming. You have your main players underperforming. Um, you have to shock the conscious. Is is firing the head coach going to do it? I don't think that's going to do it because the head coach isn't running the routes. The head coach isn't fumbling the ball. And the head coach isn't throwing interceptions. You know, the bottom line is, is that the Eagles are playing backup players. You know, their their whole life seems to be hurt. Um, they're not running the ball enough. And, and when they do run it, they, they're, they're not getting the proper blocking. So, the Eagles, you, you say the Eagles are bad. Well, the Eagles, I think, have a reason to be bad. The Cowboys don't have a reason to be bad. I mean, they've got their stars there, and, you know, they're supposed to perform. Uh, and, and, and when they perform, they do well. But it just seems that they can just self-destruct. But, but you said they, they don't have a reason. So because you see it on paper, Terry... I don't mean you're no, no. supposed to. No, no, right? Love, I'm not. I'm not talking about on paper, and, and, and I understand what you're saying, and you're right. But it's not about on paper. You have Des Bryant, who's a great receiver. Okay, we, we we can't say that he's not. He's dropping balls. He's not running the right routes. You got Miles Austin, who seems to be, if he can stay healthy enough, performing pretty well. You got Jason Witten now, who is performing well over the past couple of weeks. Um. But without a running back, you you got uh, your backup running back in there who's fumbling the ball. The coach don't trust the quarterback enough to either throw the ball or run the ball. I don't I don't think they can come together on the same, you know, on a third and one. What do you do? Well, if my running back can't get me a yard, then he shouldn't be my running back. Um, so I, I think it's a plethora of things that you know that need to come together, and it's not just the coach, it's not just the players, it's everybody. I mean, the defense seems to be the only consistent thing, and, and that just, you know, depends from week to week, but the defense is the most consistent thing with the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, you look at it, and defense, well, you think consistent, but, you know, it takes more than that to win the game unless you're Baltimore Ravens, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, but your offense has to put your defense in position to be successful, and that's the bottom line. And 
and they're not doing that. I mean, we've missed kicks, <laughs> we've missed field goals, we've we've uh, dropped punts. Um, I mean, it's just the whole the whole game. You know, it's just not uh, it's just not clicking for them. And I don't know what the answer is. Um, Jerry Jones is, and we we talk about him being the the leader and the manager of, of that football team and that organization. We can't deny that he hasn't put the players there because the talent is there. But this talent that's there is underperforming. They're underperforming in the worst worst way. Yeah, I mean, and you, and you look at it too. I mean, you got several other teams, but I think. I mean, you talk about this again. I said, you know what, Terry? It's only week one, week two, week three. Yeah, wait till week eight and nine when you start seeing teams jail. And you know, it just yeah. seems like these two teams. You know, it's not going to do it. I mean, you know, looking, you looking at, you looking at all the other teams. You know, that's what I'm starting. I mean, look at Giants. I mean, they just on fire right now. But yeah, they're the Giants, they're moving up. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's you know, it's unreal. The they're running away with that NFC. Yeah, but you know they're hot now, but it's hard to stay hot though. I mean, it's not hard. Look what um, Green Bay did, fifteen and one, then you lose your first playoff game. You know, you yeah. gotta be hot at the second half of the season. You know, all these teams, Atlanta, they're seven and zero right now. It looks good right now, but are yeah. you gonna still maintain that? You know, hey, the Cowboys can go win the rest of their game and be in playoff with the Super, right? Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, uh, you know, and, and here's the thing. You, you've got the Cowboys turned the ball over five times, five or six times, and they still had a chance to win that game at the end. Um, so that speaks to the Giants. I mean, I heard somebody say, well, the Giants turn it on, they turn it off, and then they can turn it back on. Well, I don't know any NFL team that can do that, and I don't think that was the case uh, last weekend either. I think that if Des Bryant would have kept his hand in bounds, uh, New York would have lost that game. But, you know, I, I talk about that, and I say, look at the talent on that team. They have great talent, but those guys are just underperforming. They have a great, talented team on the field and on paper. Okay? I mean, the the well, the players are there. They're just not performing well, and they haven't been for the past three or four years. Well, let's let's look at that. We've, we've talked about the Cowboys as well now. When, when I got mad at you when they fired Wade Phillips, I said, Terry, how are you going to blame Wade and these players just not, you said the same thing now, they're just not performing. Now you blame the coach, you fire him, the same players, right? Right. They fired they, Wade Phillips. They, that didn't seem to help. Why did he get fired? <laughs> <laughs> because that's just the nature of the business. they got to blame somebody. You know, so the blame seems to go to the coach. Do I think it was fair? No, I think Wade was a great coach. I mean, look at what he's doing with that defense. Where is he at in Texas? Yeah. yeah. Look, look at what he's doing with that defense in Texas. I mean, he's a good coach. But you got to also understand that, you know, defensive coordinators, offense coordinators sometimes don't make great head coaches. I mean, it just depends. Depends on the situation. Do I think it was Wade Phillips' fault? Absolutely not. Those players are the ones who are underperforming. Now, does that, I guess the next question you would have to ask yourself is, well, is that related to, to, uh, the preparation, the practice? You know, or, or is he keeping an eye on these guys? Is he keeping a tight rope on them? I mean, who knows? Love. I mean, I, I don't know what the reasoning behind it was. Other than that they had a losing record, and Jerry Jones felt that there needed to be a change, and that was going to be the change. Right or wrong, you know? Yeah, it doesn't seem to have helped the Dallas Cowboys. 
Yeah, we we talking about the Cowboys. You're right. <laughs> you know, that's supposed so, to be America team, and I think America's starting to get tired of that team. There, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, they 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 have to start performing, and um, up to their you know up to their potential, and that's that's the whole point is that they're not performing up to their talent level, and you know, you take that Cowboys team and, and you look at that roster and you, you look at what those guys have done. And you would say that team should be performing a lot better. And they're not. You know, they're not. Now, we go back to the Eagles. I, I, you know, the Eagles, they're dealing with an injury play. They're dealing with they can't protect Mike Vick. Well, Mike Vick's to the point to where if you want to make a quarterback change, by all means, knock yourself out. Because I'll tell you what, that next guy that gets in there, let him take all the hits. Okay. And, and you but know how that normally works. Quarterback that comes in, takes over, always end up doing good. You know how uh-huh. that always happens. What's that? Well, the quarterback that replaces the starter always end up doing good and becoming, you know, well, hey, he's a savior of miracle. Always a different and, look. And, 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 and maybe they do. And maybe that speaks to the offensive line. I don't know. You know, I don't know why that is. But looking at the games that they're playing, they're not protecting him. And, and anybody can see that. Anybody can see that they're not protecting him. Um, he's trying to make plays with his arm instead of his feet. Get the heck out of there, you know. RG3 doesn't seem to have a problem leaving the pocket, you know. Um, and that's what Mike Vick needs to do. Uh, I, I think, and you know, if you look at it, uh, you hear a lot of uh, sports um, writers and all that talk about, you know, Mike Vick just not playing his game. You know, if you have to go back to where to save your job, you have to play your game. If that win or lose it, yeah. what you're doing right now, Mike, is not working their way. So you got to do it your way because if you're going to be out, you're going to be out no matter what, right? So you might as well go well, and play your game. Right. There's got to be a change. you got to do something different. You can't keep doing the same old, same old. I mean, you know, and that's, I mean, it's the same thing with the Cowboys. One week it's five, six interceptions. The next week it's two fumbles and four interceptions. The next week we're dropping punts. Uh, losing, losing balls ever. <laughs> I mean, it can't keep going the same way all the time. Something's got to change, and you have to. You know, it's just like when you come in from halftime. When we talk about this, you got to make some halftime adjustments, right? Now, right. the Cowboys ran off 24 unanswered points in that game against New York after the plethora of fumbles and interceptions that they threw in the first quarter. Now, you yeah, have one quarter of and a half of you just nothing. And the next quarter and a half, you run off 20, 24 unanswered points. What does that say? That says that you're not consistent. You're not a consistent team. And when you're not consistent throughout, whether it's offense, defense, and special teams, you're not going to win games, especially when you turn the ball over four, five, six times. Yeah, but you said that, but, you know, halftime, you know, teams go in and then make adjustments. So mm-hmm. a team is is already going to come back and run off those same 24 points in the second half because the team went in the locker room and made adjustments to stop that. So you didn't right. expect Dallas to come back and run 24 points, you know? No, but the Cowboys started their run uh, before halftime. I mean, they, they had 10 points before half, I believe. And, and you know, and then they just started coming back. They got the ball uh, after halftime and, and went down and, you know, made some plays. But, you know, all in all, the bottom line is, is that everybody has to work together. If 
you know, if you're not working together, then you're not. I mean, people don't realize that your special teams, your punt team and your kickoff team and your kick return team, those are just as important as your offense and defense because, you know, everybody needs to be cohesive. You need to work together. Your offense is going to, you know, hopefully set your defense up in a good spot and and, and vice versa. And, And special teams help. They play a big part in the game. And if one of those breaks down, that could be, you know, that could be the determining factor on whether you win or lose a game. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I'm still thinking what you're saying was, you know, they they broke it down. We got the defense plan, and yeah, but like you say, both got to be playing the same. No matter what, you can't have the defense in one half doing great, offer then the second half the offense and the defense thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And I agree with what you're saying though. You got to have the defense got to get a well a offense opportunity. That's why the Bears are winning. The Bears are giving scoring points for their defense and giving their Offense chances, I mean, you know, inside the red zones all the time, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't know. I think the Cowboys had one sack last game, and that was right. Marcus Ware. And if they're not getting pressure on the quarterback like they have been in years past. I mean, you know, I mean, those guys have got to come to play as well. I think they've relaxed because they have a fairly decent secondary, and now your front line has relaxed. But, I mean, you can't do that. you got to, you got to get to the quarterback. That's the name of the game. Well, Terry, we're going to take a break. Then we'll come back. We, we might leave your Cowboys alone. I know you feel bad talking about them. Because you yeah, sure I don't feel bad. call me after they lost. I noticed that. <laughs> you know, you told me, you're a man. I don't have to you're a grown man. Well, I got to call That's a grown right. man. Remember I'm that? a grown man. I know how to win, and I know how to lose. <laughs> I just remember what you said. <laughs> this is James Lovett, co-host TJ. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. 
America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Jack Loving, host of Loving Sports Talk, and co-host TJ, and we got main man, he called in, Eric Love. You there, Love? Yes, I'm here at 75 degrees in San Diego. There you go, starting <laughs> up again. But, Glove, I'm glad you're on, Glove, because I call this Pick on Terry show, you know. You know, Pick on Terry. But what you were saying, Glove, I mean, before you came on, we were talking about Dallas, and I think you had some points while we was out there. Go ahead, Glove. Yeah, no. This, this is a this is a pick on Terry. Terry, my TJ's my main man. I'm not picking on him. I just you know I'm inquiring, asking questions <laughs> like Jerry Jones handpicked Jason Garrett. If you remember, he was a quarterback, and then he became an assistant coach, and then under Wade Phillips he tutored for one year, and then he got the head coaching job. But but the comment I was making, I was having a conversation earlier, and I was saying. It seems like with certain organizations, they have a level of consistency, meaning, you know, the front office, the head coach, you know, coaching staff. You think about the old Cowboys where Landry was the coach, then they got all those trades and picks for Herschel Walker, which got on the team with, I think it was Jimmy Johnson had, Barry Switzer, and then after that I think it was Wade Phillips or somebody. So it seemed like, they had consistency, and here in the last years, there's no consistency. So what I'm saying is with franchises that continue to win yearly, it seems like you see the same faces from a front office and a head coaching job as opposed to teams like, uh, you know, the Cleveland, uh, Seattle, those teams that every two years, three years, are changing coaches. Now the other side is like Philly, They've had a long-term coach, but they got internal problems and other things going on. So I'm just trying to figure out the answer. Well, well, I got a question for you and Terry. I think Terry mentioned that, uh, if I'm right, Terry, that you said um, Dallas probably fired their coach. Did you say that? Yeah, I think they, you know, I mean, that's that's something that they might, might look at doing. And whether they will or not, I don't know. But my question, you guys, not to just keep jumping around, but why did – North, I'm not North Carolina. Carolina Friday GM when Cam knew was having bad games. Started talking about the GM that had nothing to do with that game. That Cam loses. These people that's getting fired don't have nothing to do with these players. That, like Terry says, underachieving. Why are these people being blamed for this? I don't understand. Well, here's here's the thing, and answer hopefully both of the questions. And and to hit on your comment, love is that see, I don't have a problem talking about my team when they lose. Because I'm a good sport. I'm not, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, a Philly fan. And you guys are kind of poor sports. But to get back to the question at hand, um, you talk about consistency, love, and, and I understand what you're saying. But when you look at the reason the Dallas Cowboys are losing, because they're underachieving as, you know, as players. You've got your your star receiver who's not running the right routes. You, you totally, I mean, you've got him 
you've got Tony Romo consistently in his ear coaching and teaching him. This is what you're supposed to do when this happens. That's what you're supposed to do when that happens. So when 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 he runs a bad route, Tony throws a pick. I mean, it goes on, you know, it goes on both of them. So you've got him underachieving. He shouldn't be having these problems and issues right now. You know, uh, when Wiggle was dropping all of his balls, you just don't drop balls. You're a pro bowl tight end. You don't drop balls like that. Um, you got, you know, your back there running back putting the ball on the ground, fumbling the ball. So, no, there isn't any consistency within the play, let alone within the organization. There, there, when you don't have consistency with your play, how can you ever get any consistency with the organization? You know? I mean, because people are going to be screaming and hollering for a change. You know? And, and what do they normally do? They normally fire the head coach, put somebody else in there. Now, I'm not saying that that's the right thing to do or the wrong thing, but I'm just saying that's what normally happens because what I would do is I would bench some of those players. I would make them earn some playing time. Brian, you're running the wrong routes. Guess what? You sit over here, and, and we'll find somebody else. I'll put this other rookie in there. You know, I mean, yeah, but and, hey, I, I don't care if they're paying. The bottom line is, is that he's underachieving. You can't do that. I think what Glove saying is, you have to just see in the the office, right, Glove first, or is that what you said? Well, well, see, I think for me, I think I agree with you, TJ, with what you're saying. But for me, I think it's like this. I think it starts at the, at the top, and then it filters down. See, when we start talking about consistency, then what's the expectation? Because with, with that expectation, it's like this. And, and I'm assuming you're talking about Dez Bryant because I kind of watched the game last weekend. So here it is, everything that's invested in him from an on-the-field and off-the-field standpoint. You know, what, what's the expectation? You know, what expectation does he have for himself? You know, does he hold himself accountable? It seems like to me the league is shifting because nobody's being held accountable for not being consistent. It's like quarterback continues like, you know, hey, I live in San Diego. Phillip Rivers in, in San Diego fans' mind should have been out three years ago. And the way he's playing right now, Everybody feels he, he should be bent, and they should go with somebody else younger. But is it is it Phil Rivers' fault? Is it the, the play calling by the coaching? Is it the offensive line not blocking? Is it the receivers not healthy or hurt or or inconsistent? I mean, you know, what's the equation of expectation or consistency? That's that's probably my question. You know, what do we right. expect? See, that's where you have to have an organization, Bob that is going to sit down and analyze this stuff. Hey, what can we do? You know, what, what's going on? What are the problems here, and, and how are we supposed to solve this? Put your heads together. Wh- why are they not doing that in Dallas? Is it because they don't have enough uh, 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 people to do that with within the organization? Is it because they don't have a general manager? Or, I mean, what's, what's the deal? Is, is yeah, Jerry Jones wearing, you know, all the hats and, 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 and making all the calls? I mean, because if that's the case, that can't go on as well. Because how are you going to be successful that way, Terry? You got to be um, be real with this because Dallas' problem is not the coaches, not the players. I mean, what you saying with that? That problem is Jerry Jones trying to run everything, and you, that's their problem. Well, look here, love, and we 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 we've hit on this before. Jerry Jones has put the talent there. 
you can't tell me that the receiving core, the running backs, the defensive backs are not talented, okay? They got one of the best defensive ends in football. They have talent, okay? Jerry Jones has put the talent there. Now, unless Jerry Jones is going to practice and saying, oh, we're going to run this play, that play, and this play, and that play, which I doubt he's doing, how can we sit here and say that that's their problem? Because if you look at it, I think um, maybe three weeks ago, the one guy, y'all punt returned somebody from the ball, and Jason Garrett, remember? I'm going to bench him. Jerry Jones, like, no, you not. Remember that? Well, so Jerry, uh, no, I, I missed that. <laughs> Do you remember that, Glover? Yeah, well, see, my, my, my issue and my issue with the Cowboys is is Jerry Jones has a, a coach, which, which is sad to say, that he controls like a puppet. When when something happens in Dallas, instead of talking to the head coach, they go to the owner first. You know, right. and yeah, there was an issue which Love is talking about where uh, Jason Garrett wanted to reprimand the player, and Jerry Jones in the media said he wasn't going to let it happen. So, so in my eyes, when something like that happens from an owner-coach standpoint, how are the players supposed to respect the coach if they know he's just a figurehead? You know, when at the end of the day, all you have to do is impress the owner and you stay around Dallas, not impress the coach. Because remember, coaches are interchangeable. Yeah. Now, see, I was I was a younger man when uh, when Jimmy Johnson left, and I, I know there was a a big to do about that, but I never could figure out for the life of me why a championship quarterback or uh, coach would just take off after putting a team like he had together in the 90s that probably could have ran a lot. But he left because of conflict with Jerry Jones. You're correct. You know? And then Barry Switzer comes in, and two years later, he wins the championship uh, with the same team that Jimmy Johnson put together. See? And if you, you, if you keep having the conflict with your coaches, the owner keeps having the conflict with your coaches, you're not going to be successful. You're not going to have any consistency that we talk about, love, because he's going to keep changing. Well, what coach is going to go there and say, look, you need to let me run this team? <laughs> you know, well, Jason Garrett's not going to do it. Well, no, yeah, or, or they won't be there. Well, well you're right. For me, what I see is this. Jerry Jones wants to be the figurehead, wants to be the face of. Well, then he should make himself owner, GM, and coach and, and, and stop hiring other people as figureheads. Right. Because I could, I, I could ask you a question, a quick question, that, that's really not important, but, but it goes with what we're talking about. Out of the NFL team, Name the owners of, of five franchises. That's visible. You couldn't do it because you don't see no other owners or franchises in the media like Jerry Jones. Now, the other owner you can name is the, the guy in Indianapolis who is trying to take over, you know, Ursa or whatever. He's trying to be Jerry Jones-esque, you know, by, by being in the media, by tweeting, by doing things to get his name out there. But most owners sit in the owner's box. You know, yeah. enjoy enjoy the product on the field. You know, mm-hmm. Jerry Jones has to be seen, you know, above and beyond the star on that cowboy helmet, which to me takes away from what he's trying to do as a sports franchise. And not only that, it takes away from the team. You know what, Glover, you, know. you had a good point because if you know this, 
I, when you said that, I was trying to think of owners. I'm like, yeah, I don't watch. But if you know the owner's name, you do know that team always been in disarray. Al Davis. Raiders always been messed up because the owner, right? Right. If you got to know an owner, like you say, Glove, there's going to be something wrong with that team. <laughs> yeah. Al Davis always in the media, right? And that team never could be right. Hey, you got a point, man. Like I said, I just think, you know, it, it's like it's like with the, you know, just certain franchises. You know, you can go through the NFL and look at franchises, and those that have had consistent coaching, they've always stayed playoffs. You know what I'm saying? You look at Pittsburgh. You could probably name three coaches in Pittsburgh that I know of. You know, yeah. you look in Dallas, we can name five coaches. San Diego, I can name four or five, six coaches. You know, when you look at the New York Giants, you'll name three coaches. You look at the Jets, you'll name three or four coaches or five coaches. You know, go across the franchises that have been consistent, you can count on one hand less than five coaches. Those that are up and down, you can probably count seven coaches or six coaches. You know, take out the equation of Billy, they just can't get it together for some strange reason. But the, the coaches have to be comfortable, and I don't think there's any, you know, there, 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 there's no way you can be comfortable playing in the Dallas Cowboy organization when you have the owner like you do, because you're always going to feel like you're, you know, it, you've got to be successful or not. You're not calling the shots, you know. I, I mean, how comfortable can you feel when the owner's showing up at practices and, and he's doing the interviews and, and stuff like that? You can't, you know. So... These franchises that you're talking about, the owners let the coaches coach. They do what they're supposed to do. You guys, you guys remember back in the day? I think Buddy Ryan started this because he said, "I'm not going to coach this team unless I'm the own, I'm the coach and the GM." And there's so many coaches that want to do that. Remember Parcel? Like, hey, I need to be a GM too because they didn't want this owner on control of them. So now right. you ain't seeing the, the coach will become a GM. They got a GM. And like we said, sir, they have no control. And then it trickles down to the players with no respect for that coach. If you don't have control, if somebody comes down and say, hey, we plan such and such, you got no, the player has no respect for you. Absolutely. You know, and when you're the coach of a football team, you, you, you need to throw down some discipline, okay? And then you got the owner saying, well, no, you're not going to discipline him. Well, what does that say? Where, where does that lead you? That leaves you with no voice, you know? I agree. I mean, I, I agree. I totally, it's like this. When you look at, and, and I hate to use the Patriots as my example, but I mean, look at, they're a first class franchise from, from the owner of Kraft, but he's also a businessman. But you don't never hear about him in the media saying things about players, about his coach. He knows he's the owner. He knows Belichick is his coach. He, he believes and trusts in Belichick. You know, they go to the championship last year. They get beat on defense. What do they do this year on defense? And they're, and they're still gelling together, but they go get some pass rushers and somebody that can cover the corner and a linebacker. That's how you, that's how you build an organization. You go out, what happened last year that kept you out of the championship, and, you know, build on it the next year. San Francisco. You know what happened? It was it was one play that made the determination of them not going to the Super Bowl, 
But what did they do this year to better themselves? They went out and got a receiver that could stretch the field and Randy Moss because Vernon Davis was a one-man show. They still got Frank going in the backfield, but they go get Brendan Jacobs, so now they got a slasher and a pounder. They had a nice tight end in Vernon Davis. They had Crabtree and Teddy Ginn, so now they got a well-balanced team. You know, a good coach, good offense, good defense. Yeah. Well, well, I'm glad you said that, because, one, we got to get off Terry. I'm feeling bad for Terry. So I'm glad you said that, because these Niners, I don't know if you agree with me, Terry. I might have talked to you, Terry, or I might have been you, Glove, but you talking all that, Glove, about that. Yeah, but look who you got as your quarterback. Everybody, you know, when um, um, uh, Alex Smith had that bad game, everybody, he bad. Y'all knew what kind of quarterback he was last year. Am I right? Well, look, let me let me let me come to his defense because he's a San Diego boy. I'm gonna come to his defense representing San Diego. Okay. It's like this. It's like this. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a name, and you tell me what he did. Trent Dilfer. Did he not win the Super Bowl? Just maintain no made no mistakes. Did he not win the Super Bowl with a good defense? Yep. So yep. think about it. Alex Smith since he's been in the league. He's had six different quarterbacks. Yeah, but you're coming to the defense. So my thing is, is Alex Smith is not the quarterback to throw deep ball. And everybody's like, well, you got Randy Moss and all. He's not going to be able to. This is James Lovett, co-host TJ. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. America Sports. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move oh, on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. We'll be right back. 
You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Jay Loving, back to Loving That Sports Talk, and TJ, you there, T? Not here, love. And we got Glove from 75 in San Diego, you there, Glove? 75 in San Diego is here. Yeah, I want to tell this, I don't know what happened, I guess we all dropped the call, So, but we back on, guys, right? <laughs> we back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, yes, sir. Well, before we get back to start talking, I want to, um, all the guys, you know, give all our prayers and um, thoughts out to everybody that's suffering from that. Hurricane Sandy, that thing is really wiping through, boy. Unbelievable, unbelievable what that did. I was I was in New York this year and for the first time, and and, and got to see the beautiful city and uh, to see it on TV. Some of the places that you know I were or I went to, uh, and riding the subway systems and, and to see that stuff like that, it's it's terrible. Well, well, I don't. I don't know what we was talking about before we was cut off. I know you was talking about uh, Philip Rivers and uh, you know, Trent Jeffer and all those guys. Well, well, no. My point was, my point was, you're you're making a comment about Alex Smith being the quarterback in San Francisco, and I was telling you how they made it to the championship game last year with the with a minimal quarterback, a tight end, a running back, but one heck of a defense. So I said they went out and addressed those needs that would get them over the hump in a receiver that can stretch the field and Randy Moss. They also picked up a receiver from the Super Bowl, defending Super Bowl champion Giants, as well as a running back. You know, the defense was pretty sound already. And and my point that I was saying was, remember, Trent Dilfer in Baltimore won the Super Bowl. And in my eyes, I think Alex Smith is a better quarterback than Trent Dilfer. And he has more weapons than Trent Dilfer had when he won his Super Bowl with the Ravens. So that was my point. So you no, said, I, Trent, go ahead, Terry. I, I don't think that you have to have a spectacular quarterback in order to win a Super Bowl. I don't think you have to have a, a Tom Brady to win a Super Bowl. Um, that's, that's proven. You just have to have a sound all-around football team. Offense, defense, and special teams. And you, and you have to be playing together. I agree. I disagree because I think, you know, back then, uh, Glover, you're right. You know, you had um, Baltimore defense that was, was doing everything, scoring for them, all like that. All Trent had to do was maintain, make no mistake. But I think now the game is changing so much faster, and everybody's scoring points. So you got to have a quarterback that is going to score 34 points, not six or seven, what Trent Different was doing, scoring for them. So you're going to have to score maybe 30 points. No matter how good your defense still is, because you got all these other teams that great yeah. offense. Am I right? But the bottom line is, love, you got to have a smart quarterback that can make all the throws. And Alex Smith is that. I think Alex Smith can make all the throws that that need to be made. And you just have to be smart. It's about schemes. It's not about your arm. It's about schemes, man. Because the defense is so technical now, and they're blitzing on on you know on the hands. And, and sometimes up the middle, you've got to know where those hot reads are. I mean, you've got to have a smart quarterback who knows the offense, who can read these schemes. Let me ask you guys this. Do you think Alex can 
score 24 points in the fourth quarter to bring that thing back. No. But here's the, here's the, here's the, here's the offset to what you're saying, James. Is his defense going to let a team score 24 points where he has to come back from behind? That's the, that's the, that's the point that I'm trying to say, and I think TJ might have said it. It's like this. You can say what you want to say about an offense. Defense still wins championships. You don't ever, I mean, you, the offense gets all the pride and glory and everything that's said within these wins and games. But at the end of the day, when, when you're seeing these scores seven to six, nine to seven, you know, 10 to seven, 13 to seven, those are defensive games. That means your offense is struggling. But your defense is standing up. Okay. So when you, when, go ahead. Two answers to that. One, who did they play? I think it was New England or who did they lose to? The Packers, where they just totally scored all the points, destroyed their defense. Two is you're going to have teams, whoever, like a Tom Brady and a Aaron Rodgers and a Drew Brees, they got to score points. I don't care how good your defense is. Those teams are going to score points because their offense is so potent. But can Alex come back from that when the defense is just getting scored on too? No. Well, we don't but, know. He has this in that situation. But, love, you've also seen those those offenses struggle as well. Tom Brady has struggled this year at times. Yeah. Okay, and that's because of the defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Tom Brady struggled last year. He still scored well, away last from year. people. We're talking about this year. <laughs> Mom, he just said Tom Brady struggled. Last year, my point is last year Alex struggled. This year he struggled that one game. I think the Packers. Who blew that mouth? Who they lose to the Packers or, or New England? Which one was it? No, it was it was somebody. It was Seattle. Whoever they lost their one game to. No, they lost two games, didn't it? Yeah, but the first game, remember, was like the Seattle or right. somebody yeah. like that. And they was like everybody was complaining that you know Alex Smith didn't perform. Maybe it's time to throw in the towel, and they'll never go anywhere with Alex Smith. Blah blah. You know all that stuff was being said about him. Well, let me say this. The 49ers play the Bears. Two great defense. Better quarterback, Jade and Alex. Who do you see winning? Who's ever offense shows up. And whoever's defense give up the least, the least amount of points. How about that? <laughs> now, now you don't want to say, you know, Alex cannot put points up. You want their defense. Oh, no. Look, let me, let me, let me, let me clear something up for you there, Mr. Loving. Mm-hmm. I'm not a. I'm not I a forty nine. I need to be clear. I, I'm not a forty nine fan. I, I I represent guys that play that are from San Diego to play in the league. I'm a San Diego guy. I represent San Diego guys. I'm not a forty nine fan because if you really want to know about it, I think Mike Singletary got the raw deal. So I'm not a forty nine fan. But Alex Smith is from San Diego, so I do rep San Diego players. Hey, uh, Glove, I think Mike Singletary got a raw deal as well. I, I absolutely agree with you on that. Nobody wants to admit to it. Nobody wants to admit coaches get four years to turn a team around. He only got two. Yeah. Last year was number three. They went to the championship game. This year is number four. They should be in the Super Bowl. This is still his team. Harbaugh ball, no one in with them, and they're calling Harbaugh a great coach. 
So you read between the lines for me, Mr. Loving. I never said that um, he didn't get a raw deal. I thought he did. I think a lot of coaches get a raw deal. They bring people in and set them up because who they really want, they know they can't get them that year. They wait. You know, they bring somebody else in. I think that's definitely a raw deal for them. But there's a lot of other teams that the coaches got raw deals, and you know, and they bring them in there, and they wait for the other coach because if the coach is going to get this player, it's going to come out the college. That's crazy. Okay, Mr. Levin. Yeah. So, but, you know, go back to your San Diego Chargers. When they going to fire that coach, you know? When they going to get Rivers, you know? They're going to fire him the same time they fired the coach with the Jets. Where do you want me to start at? The coach, uh, <laughs> there's a few coaches out there. When they fire the coach with the Eagles, I can go over the list of coaches that's going to get fired at the end of the year for you. Yeah. You know what, Glover? I agree with you on one thing. I don't agree with you with the Jets. I think they're going to let uh, Ryan stick around another year. See, I think they're gonna let uh, the Eagles coach stay. You know, I don't that's a tough one. They're, they're talking about trading Tebow. What do you guys think about that to Jacksonville? There, there's talk on the wire about trading Tim Tebow to Jacksonville. What's that gonna do for him? He's a Florida you know, boy, going home. I understand that, but what's what's it gonna do for his career? You think he's going to go to Jacksonville and, and, and be a star quarterback and be successful? In my mind, I mean, well, let's think about it, TJ. He really hasn't gotten an opportunity to show people in the NFL on a consistent basis that he can play quarterback. So who's willing to give him a chance as their starting quarterback? That's the question. I absolutely agree with you. And the reason I think that they haven't given him a chance is because of the type of offense they're going to have to run. And I don't think it's conventional to the NFL, and I think coaches are afraid to do it. Denver did it last year because they had to. What opportunity are they going to get? He's not a quarterback. You're going to give him an opportunity. That's going to be the same thing with the team. What, they're going to win one or two more games? People's not going to take that team to the championship. You got the same team that Mark Sanchez got. What people are going to do different than Mark with the same players that he has? And then they're going to be saying the same thing. All he got players is not there. His homes is hurt. And all. The same thing with Sanchez got. So what people are going to do different? But but we're not. I, I wasn't particularly talking about the Jets, love. I, I'm talking about Tim Tebow as a quarterback starting playing for Jacksonville. What kind of quarterback is he going to be? What kind of legacy is he going to leave? behind playing the quarterback position. Here's my, here's my thing. Here's my thing with Tebow. One, I think he's talked about too much to not to not have been given the chance to prove what he can do. I think at some point, I understand you're saying that he's not a conventional, they'll have to change the offense, but I think at some point so we can put this to, put this to rest, so we can get this out of our memory, Somebody has to give this young man a chance right. to perform on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis so we can be done with this if or what, how come, why not, maybe, he should, he shouldn't. But somebody Absolutely. has to give him a chance where we can get all this Tebow mania, Tebowism, all yep. of this out of these sports conversations. So he's I either going to perform or he's not going to perform. But we got somebody, some organization... Instead of using him as a puppet, 
or as a means to sell tickets and paraphernalia, I mean uh, memorabilia, excuse me, somebody has to give this young man a chance to either perform or not so we can be done with it once and for all. I absolutely agree with you 100%, and I'm waiting for that time. I'm waiting on it. Um, but I don't. I don't know that anybody's going to be. You know, it sounds like Jacksonville wants to, but um, I don't know that anybody's willing to do that. I, I hope he gets a chance with Jacksonville because I'm tired of all the, the the broadcasters and the people saying. Because as far as I'm concerned, he hasn't proven that that he can play the quarterback position. Okay, give give this guy a couple of years, getting some time under his belt, getting some training camps, and and getting a chance to learn this offense. And see, well, I've been speaking about this uh, since last year, since he was on trading rumors from Denver. You know, he's never had a chance to either be successful or fail. You're right. You, you know what? And and, and the only way you're gonna see you're right, you got to put him in there. But he seems to always get put in at like the end of the season when uh, you know that a team is down. And then whatever he do, oh, he's amazing. He needs to start the whole season. He's not gonna be that quarterback, but put him in. Let him see what he's going to do and get this all over with, you know. But it's when he loses a game, they never blame him. But when he wins a game, it's all him. You got a running back when Denver was winning. You had the defense. You had the kicker. But it was all T-ball. And it's, it's got to stop with that. Yeah. Well, it stopped because uh, he's with the Jets right now, and he's not being spoken about much. <laughs> Well, we only got a couple of minutes to close, but uh, we want to talk. Let Terry get it out, even though I think you're on the same page too. His Miami Heat. Go ahead, Terry. Hey, I just thought that they played an excellent game. They 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 picked up from where they left off, and they look good. That's all I'm saying, love. And you have to agree. <laughs> I have to. I have to say I concur. And um, if you look at what the new. Uh, the new Heat brought to the table last night, as long as they stay healthy and they stay consistent, I think it's going to be a good year in the NBA because everybody addressed those uh, needs that they needed to get to the next level. Yep. Well, the Lakers got blew out. These folks have been the team to beat, and they got blown out. Well, with the new talent the Lakers have, I don't know what they were doing last night, but they looked uh, like a totally different team. Um Dwight Howard didn't look very comfortable. Um, that team just, they, 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 they looked like they were struggling. I don't know if it was a new Princeton offense they're running or what the deal was. Steve Nash didn't look very comfortable. They got some, they got some bugs to work out. Yeah, but that, that Princeton offense that handicapped Steve Nash from doing what he's used to doing. He's Absolutely. used to moving the ball up and down the court. He's not used to being in a, in a half court set. He likes yeah. to move. He likes to get out and run. He got two big men that can run. He got people right. that can run, and they're slowing the ball down, letting the defense adjust. You know, hey, as long as they slow it down, they're playing to the strength of the uh, opponent. Dwight yeah. Howard can't make a free throw to save his life. Yep. I mean, there isn't too many half court teams now. Most most of these young bucks is wanting to get up and down the down the floor and, and, and run some fast breaks and you know well, get the ball down. Sign off again, but next week when we talk about Fudo Miami, he's doing again, so.
that's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at LovingThatSportsTalk at Yahoo.com. We'll be right back.